Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey everyone, technically you're getting two days in history today because we're running two episodes from the History Vault. You'll also hear two hosts, me and Tracy V. Wilson. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's January 16th. The 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was ratified on this day in 1919. Several states ratified the amendment on that day, but it was Nebraska that gave the amendment the necessary 36 states required to be ratified. This followed an ongoing movement for prohibition. There were a lot of concerns about drunkenness and crime, and a lot of the most vocal and visible members of this movement were women. A lot of them women who were personally affected by alcohol abuse. They were being physically or emotionally abused by husbands who were drunk, or they were in situations where their husbands weren't supporting the family because of drink. This was also connected to religion. The Second Great Awakening had spurred religious revival all over the United States, and that led to an increase in the idea that drinking was sinful. Individual states had started passing laws regulating or prohibiting alcohol starting in 1838. Some of the most famous people and organizations in this movement were the Women's Christian Temperance Union and the Anti-Saloon League, There was also Carrie A. Nation, who became famous for smashing up saloons with a hatchet. 
Between the mid-1800s and the early 19-teens, as this advocacy went on, more and more states passed laws prohibiting alcohol. It started to become part of platforms when people ran for office. Dry candidates supported prohibition while wet candidates opposed it. In 1916, dry candidates won a significant majority in the U.S. Congress, and they got to work writing a constitutional amendment. In 1917, that 18th Amendment passed both houses of Congress and was sent to the states to ratify, which brings us to January 16th of 1919, when it was ratified by the required 36 states. Here is Section 1 of the amendment, quote, After one year from the ratification of this article, the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors within the importation thereof into or the exportation thereof from the United States and all territory subject to the jurisdiction thereof for beverage purposes is hereby prohibited. Section 2, quote, the Congress and the several states shall have concurrent power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. And Section 3 gave a deadline of seven years for ratification by the states so that the amendment couldn't just sit there forever awaiting ratification if it did not get enough. That legislation that was described in Section 2 came along later in 1919 with the National Prohibition Act, also known as the Volstead Act. Industrial, medical, and sacramental uses of alcohol were still allowed, That's why the molasses vat that we talked about yesterday was still necessary for making industrial alcohol. But in almost all cases, alcohol for just personal consumption was banned. When Prohibition went into effect the following year, though, it was a huge failure. It did not reduce crime. It increased crime. Speakeasies, which were illegal places to consume alcohol, sprouted up everywhere Bootlegging, which was already pretty popular for people who wanted to evade taxes, became more widespread. Criminal enterprises formed to support the illegal production of alcohol, and some of the most famous names in organized crime were part of all this, including Al Capone. And because the alcohol was being produced illegally by people who needed to get it done out from under the watchful eye of any law enforcement, the end result was often dangerous or even poisonous. By the late 1920s, people had started calling for a repeal of the 18th Amendment. And then after the start of the Great Depression, those calls got a whole lot louder. The 21st Amendment repealed the 18th Amendment and the legislation that had followed it, and that was ratified in 1933. That makes the 18th Amendment the only amendment to the U.S. Constitution that was successfully ratified but then later repealed. There is more to this in a whole lot of episodes from Stuff You Missed in History Class, including How Prohibition Works from December 15th, 2008, A Brief History of Moonshine from October 26, 2015, and a two-parter on Carry a Nation on July 24th and 26, 2017. We've also talked about people who tried to repeal Prohibition, including Pauline Sabin on February 12th, 2018. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on the show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you get podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for the overthrow of one nation's last and only queen.
There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel like they're straight out of a movie, but they're all true stories. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab on Jewish History Nerds for a new season of intrigue, mystic realms, and bloody battles. In season three of these podcasts, you'll meet an ancient Arabian king who converted to Judaism in a struggle for power, a mysterious author who created amulets and performed Kabbalistic exorcisms, and a can't-miss story of a female Hasidic Rebbe whose story unfolds like a real-life Yentl to challenge societal norms. Jewish history nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Find out what happened, how it happened, and why each story still matters today. Don't miss Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Find Jewish History Nerds wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Welcome back. I'm your host, Eves, and you're tuned into This Day in History class, a show that takes history and squeezes it into bite-sized stories. The day was January 16, 1362. A massive southwesterly Atlantic gale known as St. Marcellus's Flood or the Grota Mandraka hit the British Isles, the Netherlands, northern Germany, and Denmark. It resulted in at least 26,000 deaths. The event is also known as the second St. Marcellus Flood since a similar disaster happened on January 16th in 1219. St. Marcellus's flood took place during what some climatologists now call the Little Ice Age. This period wasn't an actual ice age. 
The term coined by geologist F. E. Matt refers to a climate interval after the medieval warm period when mean annual temperatures declined and the weather was unstable. Though climatologists and historians disagree on the exact span of the period, by many definitions, the so-called Little Ice Age lasted from the 14th century to the mid-19th century. Around the 12th century, a series of large storm surges started occurring in the North Sea. By this time, though, Europeans were already familiar with storm surges caused by the gales of extratropical cyclones. An extratropical cyclone is one that forms in the middle or high latitudes. These cyclones are driven by temperature contrast in the atmosphere, where two air masses meet and create a front. Though tropical cyclones create higher storm surges and get a lot of attention, extratropical cyclones cover larger geographical areas. These storms led to the loss of valuable land and forced communities to relocate. Europeans could not predict when the next flood would happen, but they did build coastal defenses to protect against big storms and reclaimed land from the sea using innovative techniques. The Low Countries, including the Netherlands, Western Germany, Denmark, Belgium, and Northern France, were particularly vulnerable to storm surges and destruction. The first St. Marcellus flood that occurred in 1219 drowned an estimated 36,000 people, mostly in West Friesland and Groningen, which are now locations in the Netherlands. In 1287, St. Lucia's flood killed more than 50,000 people in the Netherlands and Northern Germany. This storm over the North Sea destroyed sand dunes and natural clay barriers that separated a lake in the northwest of the Netherlands from the sea. That turned the lake into a bay that became known as the Zuiderzee, or Southern Sea. Villages were wiped out, and Harlingen, a town that was landlocked, became a seaport. England was also affected by the storm surge. The second St. Marcellus flood was also devastating. It hit large parts of northwestern Europe on January 16, 1362. A southwesterly Atlantic gale swept across the British Isles, the Netherlands, northern Germany, and Denmark. High tides combined with the storm to flood large parts of the Low Countries. Rungholt, a port on the island of Strand in the Duchy of Slisby, reportedly completely sunk into the sea. The city attained a sort of mythical status, with debate later rising over whether it ever even existed. The port of Ravenser Odd in England was largely wiped out. The storm further opened the Zuiderzee to the sea, and around 60 parishes in Denmark were reportedly destroyed. The storm changed the shape of the Danish, German, and Dutch coastlines. The death toll of the flood has been estimated at at least 25,000 people and up to 100,000, though the exact number is disputed. January 16th is the feast day of St. Marcellus, hence the name St. Marcellus's Flood. The storm also became known as Groda Mandraka, which means great drowning of men in Low Saxon. In the centuries after the storm, dikes were rebuilt and land was reclaimed from the sea but massive storm surges continued to hit the region and reshape the land. I'm Eve Sheffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. Or if you are so inclined, you can send us a message at thisday at iheartmedia.com. 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow with another episode. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you.